Jen Schrader, and this is Behind the Springs, conversations with the people working for you in Colorado Springs, Olympic City, USA. Hello, everyone. It's time for our check-in with Mayor Yemi to get an idea of what he's working on, what our city team is focused on at this moment. And we are recording this episode of Behind the Springs um, at the Colorado Springs Fire Department headquarters. We are just east of downtown in this beautiful building. And um, Mayor and I are sitting in the museum, which yeah. anyone can come visit anytime they it's want. It's open to the public. Yes. So this is a really cool space. It's, it's, a, it's a truly, it's, a, it's actually a really cool space. When you look at some of the antique engines and trucks around us and uh, these are actually they were uh, in service that, yeah, at yeah, some at some point at some point in our history so yeah and i love that we we take this um report out to the community we we do it in different places it's a way of just introducing um our city to the many parts of our community as we tell the story of colorado springs right yeah. so many cool facilities and um, you were here for more than just this podcast today. Tell us what you were doing. Yeah, at so this I, uh, a couple of things. Um, the fire department does an annual um, barbecue. It's um, think of it as a form of team building with the team members. And um, I couldn't say no to free food, so right. I showed up. But it's good stuff. <laughs> but yeah. I got to meet a number of women and men that uh, that are both sworn as well as uh, appointed to keep our community safe, and it was. It was a joy to address them. That's great. And I also had a meeting with a gentleman by the name of Steve um, Johnson, and he is the head of our community and public health division, which is under the fire department. And they focus on many of our behavioral health responses. Okay. Um, so as you know, the, the, the landscape of public safety has really changed. And many of the, the calls right now are behavioral health related and our community is asking for that we should lean into new ways of responding to emergencies in a way that not only is effective but also saves the city money because right. now we don't have to deploy the uh, uh, an officer or an engine every time for uh, a 911 call so um, Steve is doing great work I'm really proud of the work they're doing in response to homelessness and mental health and that's that's a department um, really worth sharing their story. That's awesome. So speaking of emergency response, let's stay on kind of that topic because I want to talk um, today first about the fact that President Biden just uh, recently approved that disaster declaration mm -hmm. for our city and our county um, after those record storms this summer. Right. So can you talk about what that means for, yeah, everyone, for residents? Everyone remembers the, uh, the rain and the, the hail. Oh, and, yeah. Um, and we, so yeah, President Biden um, said yes. And we... Looks like we will be awarded about $8.3 million in, in public funding. And that will go into many of the necessary repairs that we need, specifically around our infrastructure, roads, and some of those damages caused by the, by the terrible storms. So we're, we're, I'm happy that um, we're not going to suffer the cost um, by ourselves, and not just us, but the county as well, our county partners, I'm happy for the help that we will receive. Because as you know, we have, a, we have a tight budget, we have a limited budget, we have more needs than we have the money to pay for. So this... It would have to come from yeah, somewhere else. This, this right. would definitely help us. So we're talking roads, bridges, trails, exactly. things like that. Exactly. Okay. okay. Yep. And so um, let's talk... Go back to, to our firefighters, because I, I know you recently attended a promotional ceremony that happened here in this building yeah, as well. Absolutely. Um, and, and it's kind of fitting at this point to talk about 
those folks on the front line, especially when it comes to wildfire, because I feel like that's what everyone's talking about right now. After Maui, after the fires in Canada and right. Oregon and our, you know, in our own um, country here and abroad. And it just feels like that's such a threat. Right. You know, what can residents do right now? Um, to, to prepare, and then also what do they need to know about our preparations? Right, so uh, first things first, congratulations to the nine officers that were promoted. I believe the ceremony was here. That's awesome. Yesterday, you have a couple of lieutenants, you have a couple of paramedic, and I think five drivers okay. uh, all got promoted um, yesterday. So congratulations to them. Uh, we're talking wildfire. Uh, our hearts go out to Maui, the city of Maui, Maui the um, the residents, the family members that have lost loved ones. I reached out to the mayor's office to express my um, support and condolences. And as you know, um, wildfire and fire, fire, the fire threat and fire dangers and fire reali realities are, is, we're no strangers to. And so um, it was important for me to reach out. And I, I would say that uh, I can feel just a little bit more angst from our community members um, it's a strong reminder that this this threat is is real, even for us on a daily basis. So it's it's, it's important that we keep doing all the things that we were said we're going to do. So for for example, the Office of Emergency Management is a regional collaboration. I'm really proud of that work where the city and the county have come together to ensure that we're on the same page. As you know, fire knows no boundaries. I am proud of the, the new collaboration of six fire departments, six of the area fire chiefs have come together um, under this new banner of um, working together to ensure that if there is a wildfire, like we can deploy our resources. It doesn't matter where it's coming from because we have to save lives. So we must address it. ASAP. And not get caught up in the logistics exactly. of who's going where. And I think we yes. talked about this announcement, maybe in one of our previous yes. podcasts. Yes. So that's number two. Number three is renewed interest in fire mitigation. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, I have a meeting next week to ensure that we're staying on top of it and where the needs are. Perhaps we need more grant funding to help with fire mitigation. And those are some of the emphasis. And I'll say, I'll add a fourth is, um, and a fifth actually, a fourth is, um, renewed emphasis for me around fire drills. It's really important that we, we're, we're practicing. So in the case of a real fire, we're ready. At home, at work. At home, at yes, work. And yes. so, yeah, fire drills, I've been pushing the Office of, of Emergency Management. How many a year are we doing? How do we, how do we assess whether we're doing well or not? And then the fifth, which is um, definitely not the least, but it's the alerts. Mm-hmm. Um, the peak and, alerts. The peak yep. alert Sign up and, for peak and, alerts. And ensure that you know folks are informed in the case of a fire, and that we have to, there has to be evacuation. And and I think sometimes people think, well, I don't live on the west side of Colorado Springs, so there's never going to be a fire in my neighborhood. But you know, it's like, do you know anyone who lives over there? Do you have friends? Do you have family? It's good to be aware of what's happening in our entire city. Right. Is your office in a space that's right. more at risk than your home or vice versa? And so those peak alerts will let you know exactly. what's happening in, in the areas that you want to be notified exactly. so that you're one step ahead. I mean, right. One step ahead. That's it. That's, that's exactly, that's a good way to put it. We want you to be one step ahead. And I know when we traditionally think of of the fires only affecting um, the wild, wild land um, urban interfaces, and certainly the the threat there is greater. But the the threat is citywide, mm -hmm. as we actually saw last year, mm -hmm. um, even close to the airport and in some other places that we've traditionally not seen fire. Everyone must be 
ready. And I can speak to Waldo Canyon, Black Forest Fire, although my home wasn't threatened in any way. You know, you're involved still. You, right. you still know someone. You're helping. Right. You're, you're involved in the community outreach and recovery. Right. And so it is a community effort. A community effort. And, um, Jenna, it's, I, I also need to mention that, um, you know, there are community members that also feel as though more needs to be done. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms about, of evacuation. In terms of evacuation, whether it's in development plans, um, do we need that extra egress? I hear you. We're going to take a second look at um, your concerns and, and needs. Um, I can't really speak into that, uh, but I do know that I'm, I'm listening. I've also heard um, um, perhaps we need a, a software, the evacuation modeling that we need, to, we need to take a look at just to ensure that our folks feel like they have the tools they need in the case of, um, um, uh, in the case of a fire. So I hear you. Um, I'll be taking a second look into some of these um, um, items and concerns that the neighbors are bringing um, towards um, towards me, because in the end, we need our community to be safe. Are those and it's all hands on deck? Yes. Yeah. Are those some concerns that you've heard during your listening sessions? I know I you're see, in the middle. I see of what them. you did there. You just yeah. kind of did that pivot and transition into into the listening tour. Well, I really <laughs> want to know what you're hearing from people. Yes, that is. Uh, what What are the topics that are coming? You know, rising above the rest, or perhaps every listening session is different. I don't know. Every listening session is different. Okay. As you can imagine, because we're in a we're in a different district. Every time. A different yeah. pocket of the city and different neighborhoods. And as you can imagine, they, the, the issues that affect a certain neighborhood is not going to affect uh, another neighborhood. And, but at the same time, there are some overlap. There are some common, commonalities. I'll say um, issues around more officers. Mm-hmm. Is, um, That's pretty common. Officers. That's yeah. pretty common. I've heard support for the training academy, and I need you all to support that. That's really important. That affects, um, it delivers on having more officers and ensuring that we have um, better training. Um, it ensures that we're able to retain um, improved response time. But what I'm also hearing is, uh, okay, I'll say what, what else is common is um, concerns around homelessness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just met with Steve Johnson and to talk about the homeless outreach program, and um, that's how we deliver on those concerns. But I'll tell you, yes, I'm also hearing around um, development, the um, infrastructure, the need for smart growth decisions. And yes, 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 our last listening session was in District 2, um, probably almost 250 people. The last two have had almost 250 people. Been a good um, turnout. And the next one is going to be um, District 1, I believe. So if you're living in that district, I'd love to see you on Friday, this Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, is this every Friday. Every Friday, yes. Yes. Through and we'll have a, September eighth, and we'll have a virtual option as and well. September 9th, we'll have a virtual option. Okay, so that's good. You're getting good feedback from that. We're getting good feedback, and what are we going to do with the feedback? Right. We got to close the loop, um, friends. The the information you're sharing with me, the pain point that you're sharing with me, I meant it as a candidate when I said I, I wanted our residents and neighborhoods to have a voice at the decision making table. And in terms of what this decision-making table looks like is we are, we've kicked off our long-term strategic planning process. So this plan will help, this plan will help direct how we utilize um, city resources, how we utilize city efforts and uh, the work that we do on your behalf. That's what this plan is going to help determine. So your voice, your input, these listening sessions really help shape that plan. And if there are any immediate needs that we can respond to, we will respond to those. Okay. Oh, one more thing. Yes. We're also doing um, 
public safety listening sessions. Oh, right. Yeah, that is that is heavily focused on our fire department members and police department members. We had one last week about 50 to 60 um, frontline um, department members from both fire department and police department actually came out to share with me their concerns and also their hopes and dreams for the future of our city. And we're going to have three more of those. They are the experts, right? They're they are on the, the front experts. lines. And I'm right. also listening to them because uh, public safety still remains the number one issue in our community. So I felt it was important that we also listen to our public safety professionals. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I think sometimes in our world these days, we all think we're experts, but we really <laughs> do. We need to, you know, it's easy to do a Google search and say, oh, I know what I'm talking about. But you really want to hear from those people that are living it you and working it, it. Yeah. day in, day out. You wear that badge right. every day right. and are confronted with the, the, the realities of all kinds of danger and, mm-hmm. and that they're seeing the crisis and the needs firsthand. So it's important that we, we hear them too. And again, that helps me as mayor make the right decisions. Moving forward. Yeah. Okay. So another big thing on your uh, to-do list is the budget. Budget. So I know that you addressed city employees this week via right. email about the budget and um, a little bit of tightening. Right. Um, and, and, what, what do you want to say to residents in general about yeah, that? Yeah, uh, what economists are saying is that there's a slowing down of the economy. Um, I haven't heard the word recession, so that's good. Knock on wood. We, we're seeing the slowing down. Our Home and Builders Association friends and uh, folks at the Pikes Peak Regional Building are reporting that the building permit numbers have uh, a tank in, uh, which means that um, we're not seeing as many constructions. Mm-hmm. Um, because of that, we also know that you know people are not buying the appliances and all the other equipments and things that go with um, the construction of a new home. We're seeing a, a decline in people um, buying cars. And the reason why this is important is that this is how the city gets its revenue. Uh, 60% of our revenues comes as a result of our sales taxes. So as uh, the economy has slowed, so has the city revenue slowed. We're not, we're not worried. We're being smart about it. We have, um, as we've reported before, we have, we're kind of slowing down any kind of, um, um, any kind of decisions around hiring. And as we are planning our 2024 budget, we're carrying some of those wisdom next year. We're, we're cutting back on, on, um, maybe a little bit extra things, you know, in the business world, sometimes you say the fat, you know, of things that, um, you go, we need this, but is it critical? So we're having to make decisions. Between, can it wait a year? Can it wait? Mm-hmm. And so um, understand that we are still prioritizing the three essential functions of government around um, public safety, caring for our parks, and also caring for our public infrastructure. And so um, we're, in, we're in the middle of that process. We're also caring for our team members because mm-hmm. that's, that's a top priority. We need our team members to, as best as we can, feel cared for, so that we and compensated, yeah, and compensated, right. and so that we can ensure that they are doing the work of delivering quality services, and that is not a distract, distraction. So we are going to city council, and one of the things we are saying is we want to go into our reserves and kind of a one time, you know, let's 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 take some of the money without affecting. The good news is that we're above where we need to be in our reserves, so we're we're dipping into some of those. We're asking to dip into some of those so that we can still deliver on these crucial services. So what the happens whole, next? They have to approve it. City yeah, council. So Cause some I, people don't, th- don't know that they yes. think, they think you're just sitting there doing it all yourself, no, but there is a process. I want to remind it's beauty of American democracy. That's right. That's right. Checks and balances. I that, do not have the ability 
single-handedly as a mayor to make those decisions. So the executive branch, I, I lean into my team members and we make those decisions. And I go to the nine-person um, council um, governing body, which is the legislative branch, and we do the work of presenting this budget to them, which I will be doing in October 2nd. Okay. But before we do, I do the official presentation, we will be working with them up to that point, showing them the budget. They get to do the, the necessary work of asking the right questions. And sometimes challenging our decisions. And then we go back and forth. And then by the time we come to council, which means we're coming to the public on October 2nd, hopefully we have a budget that both branches have agreed upon. And I should mention there are opportunities for the public. If you're listening and you're interested to find out more about our budget, coloradosprings.gov slash budget and also town halls where you can give input. And we'd love to hear what you think. Or if you just are interested to know how it's broken down, um, that's a great place to start. And what's what's. We talk about the listening sessions, Jen, and how that fits into decision-making and also how that fits into budget priorities. Uh, gosh, it's so good to see that even as we've talked about taking, um, we're, ta- we're looking at cutting in our budget, that some of the things that we fought for, that some of the things we've said, no way, we're not cutting back on that, is actually is a direct reflection on what I've heard from our residents. Good. That we need this. So we've gone back and said, okay, we're not, we can't touch that because our residents need that. And you're hearing that right now I'm in real that. time. So this is happening in real time. Yes. Listening to residents, even though the, the listening tour is to inform a, a, strategic, a strategic plan that's coming out June of 2024. But understand that the listening tour is also informing the way we're making budget decisions today. So thank you, Colorado Springs, for your feedback. Okay. That's great. Okay, a couple other questions okay. that I have. You know, I always have a couple more. Um, is this, I see it on your face. Is this the, we're moving to the more fun. This is fun. More I mean, fun territory. Not that budget isn't fun. That was really fun. Um, some people think it's more fun than others, but if I you do. You love numbers and finances. You if that gets you excited, this is your podcast. But I also want to talk about um, an award you won over the weekend. I wanted to hear more about that. Oh, yes. This was in Denver. There's a group called uh, African Leadership Group. Okay. Um, it's been around probably for probably close to 30 years. Part of it is to celebrate the, the accomplishment of African immigrants like me who have helped shape this nation and society. And that meeting had um, um, Mayor Johnson from Denver was there. He said a few remarks and gave me a lot of kudos. Um, Congressman Jason Crow was there and some other leaders. It was such a beautiful beautiful environment because it wasn't just Africans. They were, they acknowledged Asians in the house and Jewish people in the house and Latinos and Native American Indians and our Caucasian friends. The spirit of that, um, that gathering last, last Saturday is the spirit of just celebrating who we are as Americans and the diversity of the many people in the room who are recognized and that it takes all of us to make this country great. But the specific award that I won to give an annual award is the Breaking Barriers and Building Bridges Award. And um, that That's meant a special. lot. Yeah, it, it felt like they were recognizing the work that um, I've been doing and will continue to do because that's how we get things done in this country. We have to build bridges. We have to make compromises. We have to humanize even our contenders and find a way, find common ground to be able to work together, especially as elected officials. We have to do that because uh, for the sake of our taxpayers and residents. Sound like a good award for you. That's <laughs> good. You. Uh, next thing coming up this weekend, before we go, we can't skip talking about Labor Day liftoff. 
because that's happening um, the long weekend, yes. And I know people make it an annual tradition with their families or friends, or people come from all over. Yeah, it's a big um, event to participate. Visitors. Yeah, are you doing? What are you? Are you going to attend? Or are you going to go up in a balloon? I mean, what's the plan? You know, I. I'm embarrassed to say is I have not been in a hot air balloon. A hot air balloon. I have not actually been to the Labor Day liftoff event. Itself. Oh, so I. But this what, is going to be your first. My thing. wife and I we've we've tried to attend uh, the, the the glow. The glow. Yes. Yes. And I want to encourage everyone. It's uh, awesome. Yeah. Saturday and Sunday evenings. I believe at seven thirty is the glow, and that's where all the hot air balloons are just lit with the yes. fire and it's dark and it's beautiful. And so we've, well, we, that's, that's one we've had. Uh, well, so you've attended the event, just not the liftoff. You not, just haven't got up real exactly. early. And yeah. So this yes. is my first time uh, in terms of the liftoff and Friday, I think I need to be there at six thirty AM. Yes. I'll be giving a few remarks and then for the first time I would be, Going up. Oh, I got to go up <laughs> once and it's amazing. It is. It is I, really I think amazing. I think I would like it. This is yes. coming from a from a person that loves skydiving and things like oh, that. You'll yeah, be so fine. I, I, I think I'm gonna thoroughly enjoy it. But I encourage our residents to try it. I, I hear a lot of great things about it. It's a it's a it's a great historic event that we've we've had and I I, I hope it continues and and it's one of those events that, you know, Sports Corps puts it on and, yes. uh, you know, we, we just have so many great partners that help us in it, a lot of great sponsors, and it's just a fun community time. But more than that, it is a huge economic boost for our area, absolutely, too. Absolutely. It's amazing. It's, uh, the, the, the benefits to our community are many. Right. There are many. Right. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Kind of the unofficial end of summer. Oh, but, that makes me sad. Well, but oh, also, also, fall oh, is beautiful. I would say, if you're looking for an official end of summer, so we, we have the liftoff um, this weekend, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'll tell you what's happening this week and this weekend as well. It's okay. a state fair. Oh, yes. Have you gone or yeah, you're going? Yeah, I went yesterday oh, you did. for uh, an event with, um, it's, it's kind of a, I won't go into details, but it's kind of a fun event where... Uh, communities uh, are in competition with each other. Oh, did you yeah. like do a pie eating contest? It, or no, it wasn't pie eating. It was it was a whole <laughs> bunch of leaders, you know, okay. and from each community. But we oh, uh, that would be fun. We're trying to outdo contest. each other in terms of um, bidding on all these animals that oh. these these kids from as early as five years, six years old, they have started raising pigs and goats and rams and Amazing. cows. Amazing. You have this like a seven year old with like. Handling like a cow that is like bigger than her, right? And it's a it's it's like a sh- it's like a showing opportunity, and they're groomed really well. And the leaders, you know, they put money, they you know, they contribute money, and then they bid on these livestock, and they bid actually way more than it's worth. But the money actually goes to their college funds for these young people, oh, and it's great. it's an investment in their future. And so, of course, when an El Paso young person is displaying uh, her livestock, her animal. Those of us from You're El like, Paso, that's my county. <laughs> that's our county, so we want to bid more, yes. and we want to be able to support her. And So that was kind of a little fun event. But the, the and the one that we're truly looking forward to, my wife and I and kids, we're going on Saturday to, to just enjoy the state fair. Oh, the ride. So I hope to see you there. So fun, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah. That was a good plug for a state fair, too. Yeah. It's a fun weekend. It is a fun weekend. And end of summer. We got a lot going on. Yes. Okay. Thanks for checking in with us. Thank you. See you again in two weeks. It's always Um, a joy to be here with you. And I really want to encourage people, uh, follow Mayor Yemi at Mayor of COS, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. There's no excuse. You got to keep up with him, know what's going on. And thanks for listening to Behind the Springs. We really appreciate it. 